0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Scotland players are dropping like flies Kieran Tierney is the latest to withdraw from the squad Former boss Craig Brown says some players could be feigning injury to avoid playing uh, And John Fleck has been called in but not until Tuesday's game with Israel I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans On the day that a Scottish football legend became Sir Kenny Dalgleish We've now had more Scotland call-offs Than the Conservative parties had resignations Who'd be Alec McLeish Between now and Tuesday night But Big Eck is the boy from Barhead Who helped beat Real Madrid And bring a European trophy to Aberdeen So he knows Nothing's impossible in football And the fans never forget their heroes That's why they're unveiling a statue To Bobby Lennox on Sunday So We should get behind those Who are going to play against Albania and Israel Vote Big Eck Derek Johnson Do you <laughs> still have your boots? Are you available? No they've all gone I'm afraid I'm sorry It's getting to that stage Well it is It's a shame Seven call-offs But you know listen He's got to get on with it I mean Big Alex is one, one of these men He's seen it all before as a player He's seen lots of call-offs But as a manager He must be devastated Because a lot of the players That have called off Probably would have played You know the, the, the John McGinn's of this world And Tierney and people like that. But listen It gives other players a chance this is the this is the, the the big chance that they've got. They're away with the Scotland side. They'll get their ninety minutes. Some of them, maybe some of them only get an hour, but it gives them a chance to show the manager what mm. they can do. I'm actually amazed, Gordon, to hear you say that Craig Brown has stated that he thinks some are feigning injury to avoid playing for Scotland. Well, we'll, hear, we'll hear those exact comments about later there, on. He's been and done it. He's well, in, he always yeah, said. He always show. said Craig Brown when he was manager and when he was assistant to Andy Roxburgh. He always said. We want volunteers, not conscripts. Well, I mean, I can talk about myself in, in Scotland. I mean, I called off so many times because th- there was a time where I wasn't getting a game when you had the likes of Jordan and Dalgleish there. You know, they were always the first two picks. And Jock Wallace would say to me, look, I don't want you going away. If you're, not, if you're just going to go there and train and maybe get five minutes or ten minutes, that's no use to me. We've a big game the following Saturday, so I'm pulling you out. And that was it, you were out. And that, that's, I think that still happens to this day. 0141-951-1025 on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Doesn't have to be international football It's not for everyone So if you've got any club matters on your mind Then do feel free to share them Big game in the championship tomorrow of course You Partick Thistle fans uh, Let's hear from you on that one We'll kick things off though by hearing from Alex McLeish I'm going to get Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson To pick their team from what's left of the squad So you need to pick yours We've got ourselves in a bit of a predicament With availability but you can pick the team. Tell us who's going to start tomorrow night or who should start tomorrow night. Alex McLeish is brushing aside any controversy surrounding the number of absentees. He says, quite simply, he's more focused on the players that are making the trip to Albania. He says the nucleus of the side still remains and does think there is a club atmosphere uh, in the camp. We kind of have the nucleus here. That's important. And I'm going to concentrate on the guys that are in the squad and pay them our utmost respect and I, I really trust them for a good start to training we know what's at stake we know we, we have two really big games ahead of us and we can do it I'm, I know that we can do it if we can play to our best performance level the players that are not here it's not in my control anymore what is in my control is these guys in the squad right now 
who, uh, as I said, I'm, I've got the utmost confidence in, and we want to get these these boys going into these games, uh, believing that they can win, and um, you know, take us, give us a foot into the Euros. These fellas are all. You, you would think they were club teammates, you know, the way they got on. And there's a good camaraderie in there. There's no doubt about the camaraderie, I think. The thing is, I, I made a lot of changes when I come in. I had to look at people. I've, I've kind of done a la carte looking at the whole British nation or Scottish players and beyond. Uh, Hugh Keevans, Alex McLeish mm. is right in one sense that mm. it's... I mean, it's a big story when all these players pull out and that's why we're here. We're going to look at it and debate it and argue about it for the next couple of hours. But as far as he's concerned... He simply has to focus on who's there Yeah And you've got to concentrate on the positive aspects We've got a first class goalkeeper in Alan McGregor We've got Callum McGregor Playing really well for Celtic uh, We've got Ryan Christie playing really well for Celtic James Forrest If you're bringing back Stephen Fletcher An out and out number nine Give him a chance then He's, he's only yeah. back because of emergency circumstances He's a pro He knows that He would never have been near the place Had it not been for all the call-offs So Concentrate on the positives Pick The best side mm. And We're right. able to beat Albania Right come on then I'm, I'm going to Worry an entire nation here You're uh, in charge yeah. You're in charge of Scotland tomorrow We'll do Derek Johnson's first Then we'll, we'll get to you who, right. who, who are you picking Derek? Okay when, when, when I said that about the call-offs You can't say that about McGinn and Tierney Because they were there They got actually get injured in their training Oh yeah, yeah that's so, different so, of course So these yeah, two yeah, yeah. completely different from the rest of them Okay I've gone very positive I think he's got to be Why go there and mm-hmm. defend Come back with a nil-nil What are you going to get out of that? Nothing For me I would play 3-5-2 I would, I would play uh, McGregor in goal He's the best goalkeeper At this moment in time I would play Bates Henry and McKenna At the back I think the wing backs for me would be Forrest and Robertson. The other three in midfield would be Fraser, uh, McGregor, and Armstrong. And up front, he's made a song and dance, Alec, about bringing back Stephen Fletcher for his experience. I would play him. He's scoring goals. And the other man that's scoring goals for fun for me as well is McBurney. He's got pace. You know, he's good. he's got a good touch. He knows where the goals are. So I would play Fletcher, mm. McBurney up front. I'll go for Gorham, Margrain, Jardin, <laughs> Brenner, McNeil, Baxter, Soonis, Jinky Jimmy Johnson, King Dennis Law, Sir Kenny Dalglish, and Jaws, Joe Jordan. And of the players who are <laughs> in Albania? Well, I, you know, I listened to carefully to what Derek was saying there. I, I'm trying to accentuate the positive here, but I, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, Bates' first international appearance and Jack Henry... Struggling to do it at Celtic so far, I, I'm not sure. That but the only you, way you're you, going to know Hughes is by playing them. You know, you, I mean, the, the, a couple of I me mean, Bates hasn't had a chance yet. He's done well. I, I would throw them in. Let's see with them. That's when you know what a player's like when you throw them in and see what they can do. Oh, I'm certainly going to have to with, yeah. with one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No one yeah else. I, I just think you're exposing them too much to yeah, criticism. One, one of them is going to have to play. I mean, surely if, if you're, even if it's a even if it's, there's only three centre halves there. Yeah. yeah. So even if it is. Two in a back four rather, It has to be McKenna okay. and someone Well Yeah McKenna has to be An automatic mm-hmm. choice I honestly think You know it, it truly is Darkest before the dawn And With all the Call-offs The litany of call-offs And the Suggestions That why certain people Have called off So I have to go with My gut instinct Which is that we still have Enough players left Of sufficient quality to beat mm-hmm. Albania Even 
in their country. Who would have thought that Hugh Keevans is bringing the optimism to, to tonight's show? Mm. I love it. You've heard Derek Johnson's team. Uh, what's yours? And what do you make of all these call-offs? 01419511025. Get those calls in. Alex McLeish does say Albania are no mugs. Uh, admitting that Scotland have to be at their very best he, he says he's had an open dialogue with the players about his ideas And says it's important to use the short time they've had together To try and develop Listen, I'm, I'm sure they've prepared well they, 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 You know that they beat Israel in their home patch They qualified for the last Euros So they're not mugs You know, It's not as if we, we should go there And everybody's saying that it's the definite win must win. We we hear all this this kind of stuff in football. You know, Liverpool go to Belgrade last week after a six one thrashing a few weeks before that and find it a hard game. It's always gonna be a hard game. We we have to earn the respect by playing to our very best. This time I think we, we have looked at things and scrutinised them a wee bit differently. And um we we had as I said that long meeting with the players. They're with us for quite a long time this week which we, we haven't really had in the past. And yeah, we did. We asked players. We, we threw it open at times. I said, what do you think? You know, so that's, that's um, I think it's great for, for players because they're young, young guys. They don't have all the answers, as I said before. That, you know, I'm 59. I still don't have all the answers. But we, we try and learn and keep all that information inside you, inside your head going forward. And, uh, and trying to use that experience as much as you can 01419511025 to have your say Alec is in Motherwell What's your take on all this Alec? Uh, well we've actually got two points Gordon okay. uh, The first point is uh, In my opinion I, I, I just think there's something sus And I, I, I don't know I, I can't explain the word what's sus What I mean But there's something just no right That so many players Have called off in such a short period of time There's just It, it, it it just doesn't add up. And the second point is, see, if we win with two games and then we run a, a qualifier and all these guys all of a sudden all become fit, is Alec McLeish going to stay loyal to the guys that he's brought in or will they be dumped for these guys all to come back in? I'd just like to see what the panel thinks should happen if we do qualify, get to the playoff and these guys are all fit. Let's take your first part first. You think there's something suspicious going on. I... First of all, have to uh, talk about those who are genuinely injured. Injuries are part and parcel of football and we are normally afflicted by it. So there are genuine injury cases in there. The one thing that does concern me, Alec, is that there's an apathy that surrounds the whole national team. The supporters are apathetic towards the team. They're apathetic towards the manager. And there is no longer the kind of fervour that used to surround the national team. Perhaps, and I underline perhaps, there are some players who share that apathy and who don't have the same degree of appetite to play for Scotland that Sir Kenny Dalgleish had. Or Bobby Lennox, who'll have a statue unveiled to him on Sunday, who went to Wembley and scored one of the goals that beat England after they had become world champions. All of that stuff. We remember our legends and we cherish them. But now there's an apathy surrounding the team. The second part of your question, if everybody was fit for the next stage of the European Championship qualification campaign, everybody, Alec McLeish would have the moral obligation of any football manager to pick the 11 best players he could 
Even if some of them Had not taken part In the games against Albania and Israel Yeah I mean There, there is a distinction To be drawn here Derek Yeah There are guys who have Situations that, that Certainly don't look good You look at Matt Ritchie Tom Kearney Yeah But when it comes down to John McGinn Kieran Tierney Ryan Jack They say they're injured Unless anyone knows for sure Absolutely Yeah Anything to the contrary you sort of have to take that in the chin Of course we understand where Alec is coming from How on earth have we ended up with so many mm. And that's why people are asking questions I, I don't know if things have changed Gordon but, but I thought Certainly in recent times If you were picked in the squad for Scotland You had to turn up Even although you were injured The, well, Scot the Scotland doctor, the Scotland doctor yeah. examines them and said Okay you're not fit to play blah 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 So I would imagine if you, you can't talk like that saying Oh they're kidding on they're injured They don't want to do that If the club doctor mm. Or the Scottish doctor Has looked at them and said You're not fit to play And what, what do you do? I mean especially so Someone like Like Kieran Tierney Who met up with the squad on Monday He's trained all week It's now Friday yeah. That to me would seem like You know a, a fairly Easy to understand case Of someone who has Come along Given it a good go Picked up a knock in training And isn't fit to play Yeah uh, You have to Cut some slack to those like Kieran Tierney Who play week in, week out Who probably plays for Celtic on occasion When he's not 100% fit Who would literally and metaphorically Run through a brick wall for you uh, And I'm sure Cherishes every Scotland cap that he has You have to give these guys The yeah. benefit of the doubt mm. Injuries are part and parcel of the game There are one or two I'm quite sure that Tom Kearney Has decided he wants to play for England Rather than Scotland that's my opinion. Alec McLeish. Will... Sorry, yeah, sorry, it's who actually makes the the final decision that the the player is is unfit. Is it his club? It's Scotland doctor. Yeah, you're Scotland supposed doctor. to. You're supposed you have to, to report. Up. You have to report with the squad to whatever hotel there is. And if you say to look, I've got an in, I've got an injured ankle. The doctor will take you yeah. away. He'll diagnose it and say, well, you're right. You can't play. I mean, the, the, this is Alec. If you remember, this is where the. The argument or the disagreement kicked off with, with Kyle Lafferty in the sense Remember he sort of pulled himself out before he turned up I mean take Ryan Jack for instance Hugh Ryan Jack turned up as a late call up to the Scotland uh -huh. squad And literally turned up to, to then withdraw So yeah. the guys the guys who have withdrawn through injury in the last week Have all handled it and gone through the yeah. right protocol Ryan Jack has presented himself saying Look I would love to be restored to the Scotland squad uh, I'm really trying under Stephen Gerrard to establish myself at Ibrox. A Scotland cap at this particular time would be terrific. I am presenting myself. I don't think I'm fit. And the the, the Scotland team doctor yeah. said, yeah, unfortunately, that's the case. You're not fit. Well, well look at his history, Hugh. This, even this season alone, he's been out two or three times with you know little niggly injuries. He's, he's one of these players that does get injured all the time. Yeah, I mean, guys like John McGinn, Hugh, from memory, someone can correct me, I don't think he's ever pulled out of a Scotland squad no. before. He's now at a time where he's becoming a really integral part of the team. I think yeah. everyone would have had him start. So, yeah. You, you know who epitomises a Scotland player for me at this moment in time? Is Andy Robertson. Yeah. He's the captain there as well. And we can say, well, they've played so many games. He's played as many games as anybody with the European scene, big games. And every week he's playing a big game down in arguably the best league in the world. But he will always turn up, you know, for the Scotland game. Mm -hmm. His attitude is first class. In any walk of life, you cannot tar everyone with the same brush. There are those who are genuinely injured and who would have given anything to have taken part in these two games, but physically cannot do it. 
there are one or two others who are under suspicion. And we can say no more than that. One or two are under suspicion. So who, who, who's under suspicion? Well, I, I think that, as I say, I think Kearney's decided right. they'd rather play for England. Than, so none of the Scotland. recent withdrawals, you mean? I'm very or... surprised. I'm very surprised at Robert Snodgrass because... Well, he, again, I think there maybe is a, a bigger picture there. You know, I, I'm surprised. Alec McLeish, though, is just under 24 hours away or just over 24 hours away from kicking off against Albania. For him and for everyone else, it's about the guys who are oh, there. Yeah. And I yeah. believe that they have quality sufficient enough to beat Albania. There's a danger under these circumstances, Gordon, that all of a sudden Albania become bigger and bigger in yeah. this. Yeah. Albania are international cannon fodder. I don't think anyone is to us at the moment, I must say. I, th- I think for us, and you're right, Gordon. I mean, the half us, of the team plays us, in Serie A. I mean, we did beat them at Hamden. We but need, I think, we don't need think every they can be taken single good player that we've got. And if we've got three or four of them out, yep. we toil. And sorry to say, yeah, we'll give them a chance and everything else, but we need our strongest mm. team playing in every game. Get your suggestions in for tomorrow then. Ben RFC's on Twitter. goes for McGregor and goal. Patterson, Bates, McKenna, Robertson. He then goes McGregor, McTominay, uh, Fraser, Christie, and Phillips. And Fletcher up top Give us your team 01419511025 What do you make of the call-offs? We're going to hear from Craig Brown After the travel with Michael Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch in two ways, on the phone or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Of course, Scotland dominating the headlines tonight. But if you've got some domestic football, some club topics on your mind, do feel free to share them and we'll get through that as well. Hugh Evans, you're usually the smartest dressed pundit by a mile. Yeah. But I've just peered over the top of my computer because I'm just about tall enough to do that. And Derek Johnson's sitting next to you in a, in a dicky bow. Is, is it just because it's a big weekend for Scotland and you want to, to look the part? Is there uh, an explanation? mistaken. You're mistaken, Gordon. You're off to referee in the snooker. <laughs> oh, I wish. I'd be watching the snooker from Northern Ireland. It's been great. No, I'm at a function tonight. It's the Renfrewshire Business Awards oh, tonight in the Normandy well, Hotel. It's not, it's not often that someone outdresses you in here. It, it, are we part-time number as a bouncer? Uh, and <laughs> you know how they have to dress on the doors? Not tonight, pal. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Let's hear a bit from former Scotland manager Craig Brown, who says that some players could be feigning injury to get out of Alex McLeish's squad. Uh, Brown now believes the current Scotland boss will have a big decision to make on whether certain players should be chosen to represent the country again. Each player should be considered on his own merits. Now, some are very genuine, some are unfortunate. There's no chance of me thinking that Mickey Devlin, for example, is feigning injury the way some, I suspect, are doing. Now, the three Aberdeen boys, I'm certain, knowing the characters of, they would never dream of doing that, but I have my doubts about one or two of them. Alec McLeish will know whether he feels these call-offs are genuine or not, and he can take action if he feels that uh, some aren't as legitimate as others and then just don't pick them in the future. I had no problem like that, I must admit, because they were all keen to come. I had one long-term request, and that was Paul Lambert, and asked if he could be excused, just as Scott Brown has done, and that was to further his career at Celtic. And it was a legitimate and an honest appraisal of the situation international-wise and club-wise. So 
I respected that. But to, I have a question mark, a few question marks about some of the boys just now in the Scottish setup. Well, as I said, that when he was Scotland manager, Craig Brown used to say, "We want volunteers and not conscripts." Now, in the case of Mikey Devlin, for example, where would the Profit be in Mikey Devlin saying to himself, I can pull out of this one. He's he had the chance for his first cap. Yeah, for his exactly. Country. Where where on earth would the, the, the profit be in that for Mikey Devlin? Someone who has made a career for himself by sheer hard work at Hamilton Ackies and gets the move to Aberdeen and shows that he's good enough to make the step up from Hamilton Ackies to Aberdeen. Now he wants to prove he can make the step up from club to international football. So we have to be careful that we don't tar everyone with the same brush. Mikey Devlin, I am sure, would have given his back teeth to have played Albania and Israel. He is simply physically unable to do so. The other problem, problem, Derek, as well, the other problem is... Club football is going to return next weekend And let's be honest Some of these guys will play for their club But that doesn't mean they're not injured at the moment There are injuries which you can get over Within the space of a week Yeah And and Craig's got to watch as well I mean unless he knows something that we don't You know you cannot say that there are players out there Who who deliberately don't want to play or whatever You know because there's been seven call-offs I mean you're now questioning Well well, who who are these two You know and and then all, all of a sudden These questions are being asked yeah, I mean, I I believe as well it, it, it could happen, and of course it happened. It happened with myself, so I would imagine other players are the same. But unless you know one hundred percent about somebody, I don't think you can come out and say that. Um, Nori is in Paisley. What's your take on all this, Nori? Hi, panel. How are you? Good, uh, um, yeah, I listen. I'm a big Scotland fan. Uh, I, I've supported Scotland since uh, McCoy's come off the bench in '95. Header is a winner against Greece, and uh, it seems so long ago now. When you look back at Craig Brown's team. Um, I, I just feel that the, the, the current mood around the national team uh, is really quite desperate. Um, I've been a fan, uh, I've been at every game in Glasgow since that night. Um, but yes, I think Hugh has a point. I think people have got to a stage now where it's almost like, oh, Scotland are playing, you know. And uh, I think it's very sad. I think that when you look at the, the kind of level of player even that we have maybe up front tomorrow, I know Derek was saying McBurney um, is somebody who he really he feels can do a job. I think when we look back at Craig's team, Jordan Jury, McCoy, Pat Nevin, Kevin Gallagher, Darren Jackson, uh, what would we do for somebody like that to be playing mm. tomorrow? So, um, yeah, listen, I, I back the manager to get as, uh, the two wins that we need. I think we just have to see what happens on Wednesday morning. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think, you know, looking at it from a, a supporter's point of view, I do feel that things maybe aren't quite as good as what they could be. And I'm wondering if there is something that maybe we don't know about. Now, do you know what, Norrie? It's a two-way street. The fans have to be lifted by the players And the players have to deliver success Because of course Fans appreciate success more than failure Uh, So we've arrived at a stage where It's been 20 years since we played In the finals of a major competition The standard of player Let's be brutally honest Has declined in those 20 years Since we left France in 1998 And The level of achievement, yes, we've hit the bar once or twice under uh, Alec McLeish, under Walter Smith. We've we've, we've struck the bar, but we've never never got to the finals of a major competition. So I do believe that now, on the back of mediocre campaigns, mediocre results and general frustration, I do believe that the whole thing is now enveloped in apathy. 
And yes, I'd agree with you this year. And I think I was speaking to the, the producer about the, the call-offs. And I don't know if I read last night that Snodgrass had scored in a bounce game for uh, West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I read, I read that myself yeah. online, uh, Hugh. I, you know, so. I know that obviously there might be a difference between playing for your country and playing in a bounce game. But it really is, you know, Snodgrass and your Matt Ritchie's. I think there is a point that probably they thought they're not going to be playing. And uh, they've asked if they could uh, be left out. But I think if we look at it, you know, guys like Snodgrass, good servants to the country. But in the last campaign, uh, I thought that he was—I uh, thought he was below average. In our case, um, Nori, In our case, you can have players, and I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but you can have players who think about their club career more so than playing for Scotland. And if they think that they would be better off. Recharging their batteries Over the two weeks That are Confined to International football Then Some will do that now Because Club football Is much bigger It's much better Rewarded financially And Players are Inclined To look after Their club Careers Maybe like everything Hugh It's it's perhaps just a bit of clarity That's needed Because Norrie's On one hand Players have Various different sets of circumstances That unless you know for a fact You know it's difficult to sort of point fingers But then Norrie is right If you're talking about from an injury perspective I have read these reports online That that Snodgrass played this bounce game And scored in fact I think um, Against Brentford yesterday So Without pointing the finger What it does do certainly Is leaves more questions than answers Mm. And people people just like a bit of clarity don't they? Did he say Gordon that he was injured? What was that? Did he call was his call off was, was through from, injury? I don't think there have been quotes from Robert Snodgrass on the subject because he would have had to report as well if he was in the squad, you know. And, and for him playing, you know, yeah, the, well, the he, day wasn't, before. he wasn't included in the initial squad. I don't the, think the, the bottom line here is that Norrie is activated as a, a Scotland supporter. He goes to all the matches at Hamden, but we have to get others reactivated. We have to yeah. get people interested in the national team once again. 20 years of non-success has bred apathy And now it's bred suspicion That some players are more interested in club mm. football And don't really care about playing for the country but, So but, we have to get that mindset altered But that's that's managers as well, Hugh, of these clubs You know, that the players are with You know, because if, if they feel they've got a lot of hard games coming up There'll be a word in your ear If you've any injury If you've still got that little niggly injury You're not going away mm. with your club We need you in the coming week So I think a manager as well Would have a say in the matter uh, St Rocks FC on Twitter Has got the team all sorted McGregor, Patterson, Shinny, McKenna and Robertson uh, McGregor and Armstrong Forrest, Christie, Fraser And Johnny Russell uh, And then PS Can you give the juniors a plug tomorrow For the international break And even for example St Rocks v Glen Cairn at James McGrory Park well, that, there we go. I think that's job done. I might go to a junior game myself tomorrow. Which one? Veil of Leaving against St Anthony's. Any particular reason? Because when I was a wee boy, Oof. my family now came from back. my family came from Govan. Uh-huh. St Anthony's played in Govan, right beside Ibrooks Park, mm-hmm. and uh, I used to get taken there to watch my junior football. Well, I thought they took you to Ibrooks. You were away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who was the goalkeeper when I started watching? It, it was Bomber Brown's dad. Andy Andy Brown Andy was Brown in Good fact I like that Yeah yeah What does international break Mean for you Derek Johnson Off to a game Feet up Painting Oh 
I'll be working in the, like as an artist or, no, or just no, no, a wall in the house. In the lounge, yes. All right, I'll be okay. painting tomorrow, yes. Yeah, that's well. There's there's a joke somewhere about watching paint dry no, in the no, Scotland no, game, no, but we'll, no. we'll just move right we'll on by that. On, one. We'll just call on Leonardo now instead of Derek. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And the phones, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. I keep saying it. If you want to talk club football, you know where we are. Jim is in Larbert. Hi, Jim. Hi. Thanks for having me. No problem, Jim. What's your point? Right. In my opinion. These players who have withdrawn from the Scottish team, most of them are, in, are on good wages and seeing all their teammates sunning their cell in Dubai, etc., I, I think that's what they would rather be doing. In my opinion, Alex should put a note out asking all Scottish players that want to play for Scotland to put their name forward and work from there. But after all, the Scottish team has never been as bad for as you say is 20 years Absolutely shocking for 20 years Until we get photographic evidence Of somebody sunning themselves in Dubai Then we'll have to give them the benefit of doubt On that one But uh, I do agree with you to the extent that uh, There are players who would Rather protect their Club career Than further their international career Jim uh, But We are not so rich in talent that we can afford to say Right you've been a naughty boy You didn't turn up for the yeah. squad yeah. Albania and Israel You're not getting in the squad anymore I don't think that we are no. In a position where we can afford to do that For for us to have a chance of beating anybody I mean, well, we, 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 we are though. the small team now We used to think Oh well, Cyprus is a small team and all. We should be able to beat them That is not the case anymore we need all our best players playing For us to have a chance to beat anybody yeah, but What about this distinction that we're drawing here Of course If if, if John McGinn's injured and he pulls out And Kieran Tierney fine they, they can be selected the next time No problem at all But if there are guys who've said Nah not for me this time Should they really be allowed back in? If they say to the manager If they, if, they, if the manager gets any sniff at all That that's the case Then I, I would agree with you You don't pick them You can't pick mm. and choose what games you're going let's, to come Let's let Jim back in On you go Jim I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of young kids And we should start all over again Starting with the young fellas Forget about all these guys That's 28 and 29 Forget about these guys Start with a fresh With, with new blood But, but Jim that, that's, that's when players are at their peak 27, 28, 29 And you need experience You can't just go out and play 11 youngsters I mean, I, I think I think you're right about trying to to bring a, a few through, and that's probably what will happen tomorrow. I think a lot of the young lads that are in the squad will get a game tomorrow at some stage. You've got to see how they're going. You can't just pick the young lads. They've got to be good enough first and foremost. And I don't think we've got good enough youngsters, certainly seven or eight of them, that we can start the game with them. You know, when Scott Brown uh, was accused of picking and choosing when he would uh, like to play for Scotland, I said at the time, Gordon, that. You know, if you're in a bit of bother, you want the hardest guys round about you to get you out of bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there will, there will come occasions when, yeah, you might think, well, he didn't turn up for this match, but we really need him for that yeah. match. But also, let, let's bear in mind, I know it all seems like it, you know, it's all doom and gloom, but if we're talking purely about age, Jim mentions, you know, starting again. See, well, Alan McGregor obviously is, is, is not included in this. See, see, the back four looks something like Patterson, Bates, McKenna, Robertson. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh-huh. being hypothetical. Yeah. 
That's an extremely young back yeah, four 22, 23 Say the guys yeah. in front of that Are McGregor and Christie And then in front of them Forrest, Fraser, Armstrong That is an extremely young team So this idea that we're sticking by All these old guys yeah. I'm not sure how accurate that is No, no And uh, you know I do take Derek's point on board That you'd like people who are In the peak of their careers But Patterson plays in England's Premier League McGregor and the uh, Ryan Christie the Europa yeah, League a week yeah, ago Yeah I, I would be expecting well, we, had, we had somebody there I don't know if it was Jim That came on and said They wanted Partison A right back You know he's played right back For Hearts for, for a long time mm. He's played in midfield He's now a striker Scoring yeah. goals And you want to throw him back At right back end That's the one position We don't have anybody but for but Is a right time, back Football's a pragmatic business You don't pick The players that you You necessarily like You pick the best For the job And you are mm. always obliged to remember the circumstances If it's a tournament Where you're trying to win Qualification to that tournament mm-hmm. Then it's not a personality contest Even if you think That they're chancers Then if the chips are down You have to play them Alright thank you to Jim in Larbert Give us a call if you want to get involved Do you agree or disagree With what you're hearing so far John Fleck has been called into The Scotland squad remember But not until the game Against Israel on Tuesday We're going to be speaking to James Shield Who's a Sheffield United correspondent He's going to give us the lowdown on John Fleck After the travel with Michael Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call if you want involved Or you can tweet At Clyde SSB As you can imagine The Scotland squad Is dominating the headlines But if you do have anything On your mind As far as domestic football goes Then feel free to share it There was a, a call up Hugh Keevans To the oh. Scotland squad today Now he's not going to join up For a couple of days And that is John Fleck Yeah So um, We're pleased to say We're joined on the line By James Shields Who's a newspaper correspondent For Sheffield United So certainly One of your specialist subjects James Thanks for joining us uh, I believe you've been Banging the drum For John Fleck To get a Scotland call up For quite some time um, What do you make of it Now that it's finally happened? I have been. I'm, I must admit, I'm, I'm not surprised. But I'm well. I'm not surprised he's in the in the squad. But I am surprised it's it's taken this long. And you, you're right. I think I've probably been boring my readers and, and probably <laughs> boring the coaching staff and maybe even John himself. I don't know. Uh, with sort of running that campaign in the in in our paper. But no, I'm I'm delighted for him. I think it's well deserved. I think it'll be uh, certainly beneficial for Scotland. Uh, and I think he's got all the qualities and all the attributes required to, to go and make a place in that squad he's on. How, just a shame it's, it's taken so long. Yeah, how would you rate his form this season then? His, his form has been excellent, and that's been one of the, the real standout things, uh, certainly from my perspective, having, having watched John play, is that he came into the, uh, into the club when they were in League One. He was part of the, part of the squad that pretty much steamrolled uh, through that division. But in the two and a half seasons that he's had at the football club, and including that step up from League One, which he'd been playing in, of course, with Coventry, but that step up from League One to the Championship, he's taken that in his stride. And I think one of the one of the great things about John is not only sort of the quality of his of his play, but the consistency as well. You you very very rarely get a get a bad game from John. He's, he's pretty much a a sort of a seven out of ten, eight out of ten every week, and I guess that's what every manager in uh, in football, be it in England, Scotland, Ireland, or wherever, wants from their players. Well, stylistically, what does he bring? Because I, I mean, I think anyone who's watched him 
When he broke through as this wonder kid up here at Rangers, he, he's perhaps a, a different player now to what he was then. I think he is. I mean, I actually remember watching John play many, many years ago in the in the Victory Shield at Scunthorpe uh, for for Scotland versus England, and that was the reason I went along because we'd we'd heard all about you know this player who was coming through at Ibrox, and I went along to to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah, you, you're right. He's a he's a very different player now. And I think the other good thing as well from, from Scotland's point of view, and this may well sort of help him try and cement a place in that squad, is that he's played a number of subtly different roles since he's been at Sheffield United. Pretty much all the way through, he's obviously been a central midfielder. He's been sort of a holding player at times. He's now playing a little bit more uh, further upfield in a slightly more advanced role since uh, a player called Oliver Norwood's come into the football mm-hmm. club. One of the one of the great things for him is 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 a continuity player. He links the play really well. He very rarely wastes a pass. I think if there is a fault of his, an area where he could improve, it's in terms of his goal scoring because he's got a lovely shot on him, gets himself into some some good positions. Uh, but you know he he can play pretty much anywhere, sort of in in a line if you see what I mean from yeah. the you know through central midfield from the back four up to the up to the front two, but. I think the other thing that I really love about John, and I think most most football fans love to see, is that he's got that technique, he's got the calibre, he's got the sort of you know the technical ability. He can see a pass, but he's also got a little bit of the devil in him. He's a uh, he, he sort of you know reminds you of a, of a kid playing football on the street. He, you know he's not the biggest, but he can he can certainly look after himself, and he's just got that sort of bit of tenacity, that bit of. And I mean this in the right way, that little bit of nastiness that I think every player needs as well. James, John's a Glaswegian. The devil is in the DNA here. (laughs) (laughs) Quite. Now, he has not been brought in to play against Albania tomorrow night because the plans have been laid for that one, but he will perhaps get a chance against Israel at Hamden, which is John in his hometown do you get much of a chance to, to speak to him? Do you know that this international call-up will mean so much to him? I do. I mean, as you sort of said earlier, I've probably been sort of banging the drum so hard I've broken it in the, in the past. But, you know, when when we've put this to John, uh, you know, he's he's been very diplomatic. He's always sort of played it down and, and said all the right things and said the things that you would expect a footballer to say about if I keep playing well for my club then, you know, hopefully I'll get a, get a call up from a country. Privately, you know, everybody around him will say he's been absolutely desperate for this. Uh, I think it's something that, well, I don't think I know it's something that will mean an awful lot to him, uh, to his family and the football club are, are very, very proud as well to uh, to see him get this call up. So I think, you know, it's it, it's pretty much, you know, as I say, what every sort of fan, what every Scotland fan would, would want. And that's... Uh, that's a really good technical player, a player, as you say, who's got that sort of devil in his in his DNA, and also someone who's actually desperate to be there as well. It, it will it will mean an awful lot to him. It's, it's interesting actually listening to you because I played with his dad, obviously yeah, Robert. Really like, forward, yeah. You know, and the same type of players. He wasn't the biggest either, but he was hardy. You know, he, he can win a tackle, he could score a goal, he can pass the ball, Robert Fleck. And I think a one person will be proud will certainly be his dad. I think yeah, actually, Robert's his uncle. Actually, he's his he, uncle. He, uh, I, I know. Actually, he said he. I, I did an interview with John not so long back where he 
where he said actually thought his dad was probably the, the best player of the three. But you, you're absolutely right. The positions are different. But you know what? I mean, I, I, I remember seeing Robert as well play. And there's, there's, there's so many similarities about mm. them in terms of their attitude, uh, in terms of the way they handle themselves and the way they can look after themselves. I've never, ever seen John, uh, certainly for Sheffield United, be bullied in a game of yeah, football. Yeah. And he always wins that, that physical battle first. Uh, and I think that, that particularly became apparent in League One, which was a little bit more sort of an industrial agricultural sort of type competition than the, than the championship obviously is. So he's, he's got that, that side of the game as well. And it's pretty much the, the sort of the, you know, I, I wouldn't say the perfect package because, as I said earlier, in terms of his goal-scoring ability or certainly the, you know, the, the, the tools he's got to be able to score goals, I think he can improve that side of his game, but he's pretty much near to sort of the uh, the complete package. Great stuff. Thank you to James Shields, the star Sheffield United correspondent. So he knows John Flex game well, Hugh. I just thought it was important because let's be brutally honest. Not, yeah. ev- not everyone, but some people will bang on for certain players to be included and maybe haven't quite... Seen that much of said player They, just, course, they yeah. just do it Because they get this idea So I thought it was important To just get someone Who actually has watched Every minute of, of John Fleck This season Just to see what he can bring And so. his uncle Robert Was some player as well Quite right But uh, you know it, It's good to see him Get the chance And he knows And we know Why he's getting the chance And that's because We've reached yeah. Emergency status But that will not It's nice to be thought of It will not That's diminish his ability no, Absolutely not George and Airdrie What's your take? Hello Hi George Hello Hi there sorry Yeah just um, As far as Scotland concerned I think we're wasting our time I mean we have A team full of second class players Second rate players John Andrew Robertson At Liverpool He's exceptional He's a great player He plays in the best league in the world And he holds his own Against anyone Apart from that no, I don't see any footballers at all, honestly. I think I think we're wasting our time. I think we're, we're, we're an embarrassment to what we were 30, 40 years ago when we had Sinus, Dalglish. Yeah, what does that mean, George, though? Because, you, you know, wasting our time, you can't just you can't just pack it all up and, and, and t- you know turn oh, off yeah. the lights of the national team. So I, what do we do? Listen, I think if we can't beat Albania tomorrow, I think we should just pull the plug on the whole thing. Oh. I mean, we could withdraw from international football, George. Because if I, someone, someone I said a, earlier, nobody's interested in playing. I hear in this program all the time that we're a laughing stock. We're this, we're that. Nothing compared to the laughing stock we would be if we were the first major footballing country to pull the plug on the national team. How embarrassing would that be? Oh, well, embarrassment as it is. If we're talking well, about, worse. can we be? Can we be Albania? Albania, really, honestly. Well, you know, Albania. Do you know what happens in football? It, it moves in cycles. You can be uh, really in the grubber one season and in the following season, the whole picture can change. Or in two or three seasons, the picture can change. Uh, So that is the nature of football. So to suggest that you abandon international football because things aren't good right now is ludicrous. The Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. 
Thank you to George and Airdrie It's time for Beat the Pundit though In fact we're late for Beat the Pundit So be quick 01419511025 If you want to play That's the number to dial And you only have until the news At 7 o'clock So do it quick Remember just for getting through You don't even need to get any questions right Just for getting through You'll win yourself a pair of tickets To Chris Boyd's testimonial tomorrow At Rugby Park 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevens are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking at the absentee list, the lengthy absentee list for the Scotland game tomorrow. Uh, and we've been hearing from the likes of Alex McLeish as we build up to that one. So keep the calls coming. And if you want to talk domestic football, we can do that as well. We'll get to that next. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is first time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh Evans and DJ are standing by. One of them is going to be up against Sean from Barhead. How are you tonight, Sean? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Good stuff. And that's Sean, you're a winner already. Just for getting through, two tickets are yours to Chris Boyd's testimonial tomorrow. I, I see on the screen here you're a Celtic fan, but listen, any football fan can go down and enjoy their day. That sound good? Aye That sounds alright Alright That's the best best we could do (laughs) It's for a good cause Yeah that is true Uh, Very true Uh, A Kilmarnock Heroes against Rangers Euro 11 Uh, You know guys like Ali McCoist And uh, even Gary Holtz playing the Livingston manager Our very own Alex Ray Charlie Adam uh, Pedro Mendes So there's there's lots to see down there anyway Sean And I'm sure you will enjoy your day But before we can think about that You've got Beat the Pundit Heads it's going to be Hugh Keevens You're up against Tails it will be Derek Johnson And it's Tails DJ Up against Sean From Barhead Get those headphones on I'll mm-hmm. give you some Clyde 2 in your ear And we'll get the clock Ready for Sean You've got 30 seconds Sean You're going head to head The secret is You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yep £650,000 Was the record Transfer fee Received for which Dunfermline player In the 90s Pass. What was the final score of Scotland's game against Albania in the previous meeting? 1 0 Scotland. Who's the captain of Hearts? Crystal Pera. Which Spanish club did Alan Hutton play for in 2013? Pass. How many games has our broth manager Dick Campbell been banned for? 3. In what year did Kieran Tierney get his first Scotland cap? That was rubbish. No, you've still got time. What year did Kieran Tierney? Alright, okay. I'll tell you what, they were quite hard Let's bring Derek Johnson back See how he fares Derek, are you ready? Everything she does you know. That's plenty You ready? Right, okay Your time starts now £650,000 Was the record transfer fee received For which Dunfermline player in the 90s? No idea What was the final score Between Scotland and Albania In the previous meeting? Mm, one nothing Who's the captain of Hearts? Berry. What Spanish club did Alan Hutton play for in 2013? Seville How many games has our both manager Dick Campbell been banned for? Eight In what year did Kieran Tierney get his first Scotland cap? 2017 And which Scottish manager has coached four teams in both Scotland and the Netherlands? Quick Dick Avocat Okay <laughs> Dear me What do you think Sean? You weren't, you weren't too happy about your own effort but you've heard DJs do you think he did any Just better? Just bad Slightly better I can't believe we Kieran Tierney one <laughs> the Celtic fan You'll be kicking yourself Let's go through them Well do you know what Sean You might have known The first one as well 650 grand The record transfer fee 
For which Dunfermline player in the 90s? Two Celtic Oh Jackie McNamara Jackie McNamara uh, So nil-nil after the first question Nil-nil after the second question It was Scotland 2 Albania 0 In the previous meeting at Hamden Who's the captain of Hearts? You and I both know I can't give you Berry You know that <laughs> It's Berra oh, uh, Christoph Berra One letter <laughs> um, Yeah but it changes everything So 1-0 to Sean Which Spanish club did Alan Hutton play for in 2013? It was Mallorca Mallorca uh, How many games has our both Dick Campbell been banned for? It's eight Hugh Keevans Yeah That's quite something For a 65 year old yes Come on Dick Pull yourself together man um, but Derek got it Yeah he did In what year did Kieran Tierney get his first Scotland cap? It was 2016 16. None of you got that right uh, You were the only one who got a crack at the last question Which Scottish manager <laughs> That's the key word there Which Scottish, Scottish manager has coached four teams in Scotland and the Netherlands oh, is Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Calderwood oh. So I think it's one all One each? Yeah I think it is Tiebreaker Take it Take it to extra time Sean Right here's the deal With the tiebreaker I'm going to read the question I'll get DJ to write His answer down And then I'll tell you To give me your attempt So the question is this As always It's quite a random question Because we need to Separate you somehow How many different teams Have appeared In the Scottish Challenge Cup final But never won the trophy DJ write your answer down Many teams Say give me that again How many different teams Have appeared in the Scottish Challenge Cup final But never won the trophy I'm assuming you're just Guessing here Let's be honest um, right DJ Show me your answer please Alright Sean give me your attempt 14 Sean's gone 14 DJ's gone 20 The answer is 8 Sean the sign ball oh. Is on its way to you Well done Yes. Good man. Well done, Sean. Well done. Sean's off to Chris Boyd's testimonial as well tomorrow. He's delighted about that. Kilmarnock Heroes against the Rangers 11. If you still fancy it, that's you missed the chance as, as far as beat the pundit goes, but you can still buy the tickets. £10 and £5. Uh, the ticket office at Rugby Park, kilmarnockfc.co.uk. Like I say, a whole host of names involved Ali McCoist, Pedro Mendes, Charlie Adam. Uh, Alex Ray and so on So if you're going down there tomorrow Enjoy it Let's talk a, a little bit about domestic football then what, What's on your mind as far as the club stuff goes See all you that are tweeting away Saying I'm bored of international football Come on yeah. This well, is your chance 01419511025 You're going to the, the juniors tomorrow yeah. Hugh, And Harry Millen's got a good tale He says I'm listening to Hugh talk about St Anthony's uh, My grandpa was Bobby Evans' trainer at the time He wanted to miss a game Because he was to be his brother's best man they said if he scored a hat-trick by half-time He could go to the wedding And he duly did uh, yeah. What an effort that is In the old Moor Park days When the Ants played at Moor Park Beside Ibrooks Park Yes Now you told me a story At the break about You going to this game tomorrow And it, it tickled me yeah. Please share uh, The veil of leaving apparently know That I am uh, a pedestrian And not a car driver So they, How they, do they know you're coming here? Because I, I mentioned on social media That uh, I'm going along to this game So oh, they said very well Good Take the Take the train to Alexandria So that's what That's the, when you know You've made agenda. it Derek That when you're going to the game The club contacts you, you. To tell you how to get <laughs> there Just in case you get lost So anyone in the local area The Alexandria area If you see an elderly gentleman Wandering <laughs> tomorrow Pull over Give him a hand Exactly He might be his grandchild with bun on, What kind of bun is it you have? His old Peaky Blinders Peaky Blinders legs, yeah. Yeah. Yes uh, What about the championship tomorrow? Well that, the, the, the big talking point For uh those who are actually playing football tomorrow Is of course the Falkirk Partick Thistle game Because it's game number five in charge for Gary Caldwell at Partick Thistle They are two points above Falkirk Who got their win last weekend to boost confidence and morale And the obvious uh, 
bring the obvious topic tomorrow If Falkirk win Then they go above mm. Partick Thistle And Partick Thistle hit rock bottom in the championship So it's a massive mm. day For Ray McKinnon, the Falkirk manager And Gary Caldwell uh, Who has had a Tormented start Partick Thistle fans Give us a call Let us know how you're feeling ahead of tomorrow Lots of you got in touch last Saturday To say that the performance was better You've still not got that win yet So is it going to happen tomorrow or not 01419511025 Brian is on Twitter He says game of the day Falkirk Thistle Who will be bottom by the end That, mm. that is the, the big question um, And we had a tweet in as well From uh, a Partick Thistle fan If I could just find it very quickly It was by uh, Jim McLaughlin He says What are the guys thinking on Brockville He puts it in uh, well, inverted commas to be fair. Uh, I'm expecting a nervy affair. No one wanting to lose, so a score draw. I mean, it's a terrific game, and it should be a, a battle tomorrow. Again, I'll say it: there won't be any lovely football played there tomorrow. No. It's a battle, as far as Thistle are concerned. But look at the other two games on there as well: Air United against Morton and Queen of the South against Inverness. Three cracking games yeah. in the championship. I mean, unfortunately, this is another trait where Scottish football is concerned, and indeed every other country. If a team is on the slide And Patrick Thistle are undeniably on the slide Then there come pivotal moments When Patrick Thistle shipped five goals against Morton Two Saturdays ago uh, You know that was a, a moment for reflection Where the Thistle fans were concerned If And I underline if They were to hit rock bottom tomorrow Then of course That's another watershed moment For the Patrick Thistle fans And you know they do find the scoring of goals difficult. And Falkirk aren't exactly prolific either. So it could be that one goal decides the match. And Derek, this is some mm. this is one of the occasions where all these cliches come to the fore that you know, either manager, they won't care how it happens, and no. off the backside, all the rest of it, just do whatever you can tomorrow pro- well, to to win the game, um, or certainly come away with something. Well, you know, every manager knows if you don't get results, you get the sack. Yeah. You know, eventually that's what happens. That's just a fact. And I think I think you get into a habit of winning games, but you also get into a habit of losing games as well. And that's what Thistle have got to get. This is no disrespect to Falkirk. We're talking about Thistle. You know, they've got to start back on, on the, the winning trail again. I think they've got to start battling for games. And, and again, if you're a Thistle fan going there, don't think you're going to be playing from the back and nice little one-twos through the midfield, getting the ball out in the box. This is about getting the ball from the back up to the front and fighting in the opposition half, trying to get a win. Any victory whatsoever, it could be the worst game in the world. But if Thistle come away with three points, I'm sure the manager, the players and the Thistle fans that will turn out and the numbers there will be absolutely delighted. Uh, we're going to keep talking club football We're about to hear from Ro- former Rangers defender Marvin Andrews He's got some thoughts on the current defensive situation at the club Let's take a call from Paul and Kirk and Tillock first Hi Paul Hi, hi guys, hi Derek, how's you? Hi Paul I'm calling to me, I hear that Kieran Tierney is, uh, is now to, like, the, the Scotland squad yep. uh, Along with uh, um, a, a lot of players I've put in I can see I think now so I'm I'm 41, uh, and I can see that now I think the international football scene has changed uh, since I was younger, uh, and you still represent your country in that. But if you think about it this way, uh, Celtic play and other teams at Scotland Prison for them play in Europe every season, uh, where before. You had to you played international football and it was your chance to play against the best players in the world. That's when you really tested yourself. If you 
think about Kieran Tierney in recent years. Uh, he's he's been playing against the best players in the world in the Champions League, uh, and even the the Europa leagues. There's a lot of really good teams in that. Now I don't. I'm not saying that I want him to feel like the Scotland squad, uh, but I can just see. I can see more reason now why players do feel like the Scotland squad. Well, they're testing themselves more with, mm. with club football. This is probably a redundant point, really, Paul, because Kieran Tierney's pulled out because you know he's injured. But let's speak a bit more generally about what you're saying. Would it not be worth considering, though, that if Kieran Tierney or anyone else, because like we say, we're hypothetical, is testing themselves at such a high club level as you say, you're not better taking those skills and then trying to use them to benefit the country? Yeah, I know what you're saying, and and I'm not encouraging. I'm not saying he's no injured for that. But I just think that now uh, that the tournaments, have, that even the European football, is maybe it's in some ways it's just the biggest ever cup. Well, I, in, let's discuss Kieran Tierney specifically. Here's someone who comes through the Celtic academy, who is put into the team by Ronnie Dyla, who lives the dream on a daily. Basis He only wanted to play for Celtic And there he is And uh, He has captained the club The The next step for Kieran Tierney Is to play for Scotland And he has achieved that And achieved that with distinction So Every game that comes along Kieran Tierney wants to play in it And I honestly believe That it's unfair To put his name Against any talk of uh, They've got Champions League football or Europa League football It doesn't matter to them I honestly believe it matters a great deal To Kieran Tierney specifically And that he is out Because he's simply physically unable Mm. to play That's what we're saying Everybody's different We suggested that earlier on I mean, The attitude of some players is first class The attitude of others is maybe not Mm. Kieran Tierney turned up The same as John McGinn And got injured while you were Mm. training now they were dead. they wanted to play in these games, but if you're injured, you go out. You thank, can't say that for them all. Thank you to Paul in Kirk and Tillock on the, the subject of domestic football this weekend. Liam McIntosh is on Twitter says, "Gordon, you're talking about the battle at the bottom in the championship. We're over a quarter of the way through the season, and the fact that that battle doesn't include Alloa is a great credit to Jim Goodwin." And long yeah. may it continue. Fair point, you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of St Mirren fans uh, were keen to have Jim Goodwin back at the club where he played. Uh, back as manager um, But he's doing a great job At Aloha uh, But I'm sure that Jim Would also be the first to say Yes we're over a quarter of the way But we're not even at the halfway stage yet So he's not Absolving uh, Aloha From there, criticism in the future There will come a time Where Jim Goodwin Will be considered for a St Mirren job again Because he was liked so much As a player there I think And the, 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 the chairman and everyone else Absolutely love him So don't rule him out Coming back in the next few years uh, Sean Graham's on as well He's he's happy with you Hugh He says he's um, Great to hear you talking about St Anthony's and St Rocks Were mentioned as well Don't forget The, uh, the Ants Mary Hill Pollock Arthurly Nielsen Benburb Rossville He's just he's rhyming them all off He <laughs> says Folks should go along And support the juniors tomorrow yes. so Seems like a good idea to me um, You've got your map all written out Yeah I know Alexandria Station Yes I, I'll take One of the grandkids with me I think two would be too much For Vail leaving to hand To look after you <laughs> uh, Yes what time does that game kick off tomorrow? One fifteen, because we're into the early, early dark days now. So uh, one fifteen kick off. 
Right okay uh, It's 01419511025 On the phones Twitter it's At Clyde SSB That was where Sean got in touch That I just told you about A second or two ago uh, Let's speak to Charlie I think Charlie and Cambus Lang He's about to be ready He's keeping us waiting Derek Johnson It's like when they do A, ro- a long run up You know on the <laughs> penalty And you're just not quite sure What's going to What's going to happen At the end of it Charlie and Cambus Lang Is now with us What's your point tonight Charlie? Good evening How you doing lads? Good night, Charlie Hey, I have a couple, a couple of wee points. I don't know if... Uh, uh, my first one is, why don't they... See, like the way you've got the Champions League and mm. then they run alongside the Europa League. So, therefore, if you don't make it in the Champions League, you go to the Europa League. Yep. Why don't they do the same in the World Cup? Why isn't there a lesser trophy for the teams that can't make it into the World Cup? Therefore, it gives the younger generation, the likes of Scotland, the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales, all these places, an opportunity and a chance to play for something. Because, let's face it, we're, we're never going to be in, in a situation of winning a World Cup. I'm but it doesn't have to give them something to look forward to and something to play for, a bit more of a representation for your country if you're playing for something right. rather than just the hope of position for a World Cup. When you're in the Europa League, as Celtic have discovered this season, it is possible to be drawn into a group where uh, you can play RB Leipzig at Celtic Park and get a crowd the best part of 60,000 strong uh, and have tremendous atmosphere. And it it is, or it was, like a, a Champions League night in the guise of a Europa League time. Mm-hmm. But if you have this tournament for those who were not good enough to make the World Cup at international level... Who's going to turn up then? Yeah. Well, I, I, but, but is it not all relative? Because, I mean, off the top of my head, we're the last... World Cup was it not Italy and the Netherlands didn't qualify so it would be the same you know you've got the best that make it into the Champions League you're still going to get good sides but there's who nothing, don't make it and I, I, it's all I, relative I don't think there's anything in it for you though you know in the Europa no, it's better League, than twiddling your thumbs I think it's yeah, Charlie's point yeah, and it gives you some sort of competition to move towards but well you, you could take the dark side of that argument and say what if you flop in that one as well you, you're really and digging it, a but, hole but for when, yourself but when do you play it? Well, at the same time, I think he means same time as the World Cup song. Mm. It, it, it then becomes the also Rans yeah. Cup, and nobody bothers. Charlie, can I have can I have a, can I have a second point? If you make point, it quick, yeah, it's along the Brexit side. Why doesn't the four teams come together? Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, and just represent the United Kingdom. Therefore. Well, I'll give you the very quick answer to that. I'll give you the Hold very on. quick answer, Charlie. There's a quick answer to that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we could be here till four in the morning. Because FIFA will tell UEFA, well, that lot don't need four teams in the European competition, so just have uh, one British team in the Champions League. I think that's a, a conversation for a completely different night, Charlie from Canvas Lang. Thank you. Uh, we're going to get the full time teaser up and running, and we're going to speak to Stephen Cragen because his mother will Colts side are the first ever through to the quarterfinals of the Ironbrew Cup, and they're playing the the first team of Ross County tomorrow. We'll get Ooh. to that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Keep the calls coming, or if you want to tweet, we're at Clyde SSB. And we're about to speak to Stephen Cragen. His mother will Colts side are in action against Ross County's first team tomorrow. It's a bit of a first for the Ironbrook Cup. 
So we'll find out about that game And if this idea of Introducing Colts teams to the competition Is working Let me just quickly set up the question for you two Because my goodness You need as long as possible If your track record is anything to go by Uh, John Clark has sent it in And he said A nice easy one We'll see about that John Hugh and Derek make These questions look difficult All the time Since 2000 10 players have won the Scottish Cup And then went on to manage In Scotland's top flight So it sounds simple Since 2000 10 players have won the Scottish Cup And then went on to manage In Scotland's top flight He says caretaker managers don't count Is Jackie McNamara on that list? He is Right Anyone else? I'll take one guess from you Derek And then we'll Park it for a little bit I'm not thinking yet One more Hugo Nope Uh, I'm surprised that that was your first go to No offence to Jackie McNamara I just Uh There are some more obvious ones on the list Alright okay Uh, Stephen Cragen's on the line Stephen don't you dare give away any answers to this question I want to see these two struggle Uh, But (laughs) thanks for joining us How are you? Yes, I'm fine, God. No problem at all. No problem. I've got a couple of answers in my head, but I'll keep it to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's for the best. I want to see them toil, at least for another half an hour. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> a, a big game for your Colts side tomorrow up against Ross County. Now, the, f- the first Colts side ever to get to the quarterfinals of the Challenge Cup. It must be a, an exciting occasion for you all. It is, Gordon. You know, since the, the tournament was introduced, well, this is the third season of it, it's been nothing but excitement for us. You know, I heard you kind of mention in the question about Colts. Is it the way forward? Well, from a selfish perspective at Motherwell, we think it is. You know, we think it's a, it's the quickest way of getting our players in the first team. Young players, getting to, you know, test them outside. I keep using the phrase, outside their comfort zone. Putting them into an environment that's different. They're playing against men every week. But also, the fact that you can monitor it, if it's, you know, within your own setup. You can monitor the, the system, the style of play, how many minutes to play. You can put players in alone. You lose them a little bit. Of course, you can go and watch and do what you have to do. But things are different when you go on loan. I just, I like the... The fact that they play in their own environment and they get to play against senior teams, men's mm-hmm. teams, and you learn a lot more about their character, their mentality, their physicality, all that stuff that our manager wants to see before he puts a, you know, a young player into the first team, I think it's invaluable. Yeah, a lot of the criticism of the competition, Stephen, has come from people don't like the idea of um, you know Welsh teams, Irish teams being involved. Do you think that whole situation is perhaps clouding the fact that a lot of the Colts teams are getting good experience against these, you know, these men, as you call them? Possibly, Gordon, you know, because people start to think that it's maybe going towards some sort of cross-border league or, you know, there's other interests. I don't think there is. I think you just tried to spruce the tournament up, trying to make it more attractive for other teams. Um, you know, but from, from the Colts' perspective, I mean, the argument is is that some teams lose in the first round and they say, well, there's the point proven that the teams aren't good enough, I shouldn't be in it. It's actually the opposite. The kids need more of this. The kids need to play against the teams more often, you know, so we can get the experience, so we can grow, so we can get better. And you tend to find some of the teams, you know, without talking about sour greats, but the teams who don't like it tend to be the teams who go out early on and get beat. And sometimes they talk about getting embarrassed against the Colts team. Well, these young players are desperate to be football players. They're in a full-time environment. You know, we've, we've went back to reserve football, which is effectively bringing older players down to play with younger players. We should actually go in the other way. We should be taking younger players and putting them against older players in a competitive environment as opposed to reserve football. I don't mean it's friendly, but it's not. But it's not as competitive as playing in a, in a league or some sort of structure. So, I mean, no one's ever came to me and asked a question and said, what do you think, Stephen? You work with players every day. You work in a full-time environment. Do you think it's good? Do you think it's not good? Do you think it's you know, progressive for your club? Whether they listen to me or whether they don't, it's still nice mm-hmm. to be asked. Well, what's good about it then You get the obvious The physicality would be the one That sort of jumps out Stephen That's I think most people's idea Is that is that the main thing What other aspects Do you feel are, are beneficial For instance When you're 
Young Motherwell team go up against the Ross County team who is yeah. second in the championship at the moment? Well, we want to see how they approach it mentally. Does it phase them? Do they get frightened? Do they give the ball away more often? Are they scared to take a touch on the ball? You know, the technical side of it as well, not just the physicality side. Of course, the physicality side of it is important because you want to see can they compete. You know, we're in the gym three or four times a week. Will that be enough tomorrow against Ross County? We don't know. We don't know until we get there. You know, we can presume, some people presume, oh, it won't be because they're first-team players they play every week. Well, that's up to the players to try and rise to that. So, you know, can they cope with the ball at their feet? Can, does their game change? You know, from playing a reserve game on Monday against Morton down at Capolo to playing Ross County's first team on Saturday, the players still try and do the same things. Do they still take their ball under pressure? Do they still make the same runs? Or do they hide? If they make a mistake, does it affect them? You know, so there's so many things that our manager wants to see before he puts someone in. Stephen, we in training. You know, we can see it in reserve games, but I think games like tomorrow are vital for them. Mm. Stephen, we had a question and uh, beat the pundit at seven o'clock. Who left in firm in the nineties for six hundred and fifty thousand pounds? The answer was Jackie McNamara, but that's irrelevant. The question, the question is, the nineties are way in the past. The days of six hundred and fifty thousand pound transfers between Scottish clubs are way in the past. Is it, mm-hmm. is it going too far to say that Motherwell Colts are absolutely essential to the? Immediate future of a of a club like Motherwell. You spot on. You, you know that that's that's it in a nutshell. To be honest, our club relies. Not all clubs do. Not all clubs, you know, end of the reserve league or do that. Our club is vital, and we're a club who traditionally, from you know, I joined Motherwell in '94. They just sold the late great fellow Donald to Celtic. From then, since I've been here, Motherwell are a club who sell players. So they need to bring players through the academy, into the reserves, into the youth, whatever it may be. They have to sell them. Our business model is we bring players in, we sell them on. Mm. How do we showcase them? How do we get them into the first team? How do we sell them quicker? Well, we'd want to put them in the environment where they play against men so the manager, uh, the manager can judge them. Mm. Put them in the first team, sell them on quicker, effectively. Motherwell fans don't want to hear that. That is the business model of Motherwell. It's worked for the last 25 years since I've been here and it will continue to be that way. So the sooner we can get these young players up to test them, you're right Then we can maybe Sell them on for some to, to be fair It's the business model For yeah. bigger clubs Than Motherwell I mean Celtic yeah. Get them in for uh, Reasonable fees And hope to sell them For on 20 a, million a different market I suppose yeah, Stephen let me ask you About the how much The occasion plays a part then Because you mentioned you know, can, can the guys handle it Can they still take the ball Can they still do the things You want them to do Against more difficult opposition Is it also An interesting challenge To do that on the pitch at Fir Park Not a, you know, a smaller stadium And in front of a crowd of maybe A couple of thousand Like there were when you knocked Sligo out In the previous round Well I'm glad you mentioned Sligo Because that almost helps them a little bit Because tomorrow's not a new, you know, something new for them you know, I'm hoping they've, you know, they've been there Gordon They've walked into the stadium They've played in front of over a thousand people you know, they've, they've played against a good team They've been able to win the game So it's not a culture shock to them They're not arriving on the pitch tomorrow We're having a family game I'm thinking oh this is all new to me yeah. You know, so the fact that they've only had it once, but it still helps them moving forward. But exactly, Gordon, you're right. You know, we want to see can they handle the occasion? Because their manager puts them in in front of 10, 12,000 at Fair Park against Rangers or Celtic. He wants to know before he puts them in whether they can handle it or not. Of course, on the day, they still may change or play against a bigger team. But if he thinks they have that mentality or, or, the, or the self-confidence to go and do that and express themselves, I think that's the key. Express themselves. That's the message. Yeah. Just express yourself and flourish. And you're always looking for... Take it. Sorry, Stephen. I was just going to say you're always looking at who's you know who's coming through. Obviously, Alan Campbell and Chris Cadden are the flag bearers at the moment. In recent weeks, we've seen David Turnbull in the the first team scored a couple of cracking goals. Um, you would love to call on him tomorrow, but he's away with the Scotland <laughs> under twenty, so that must be bittersweet. I suppose you can't play him tomorrow, but I'm sure you're delighted that he's away with Scott Gamble. 
Listen, delighted, absolutely. You know, I, I was quite critical last year when the under-19 team, he didn't go with the them. I felt they should have been in that squad. And, you know, our manager's managed him well. He's eventually waited until the time is right to put him in. So, listen, David's going to be a superstar for me. David will be the next player, I think, to lead Motherwell for big money. Um, I just think technically, yeah, technically, he's got everything you need to go and play at the top level. What level he'll get to, I think David will determine that, Gordon. But technically, you, you know, certainly he can do that. So, um, you know, we've got Jake Hastie and Luna Alba, who come back tomorrow and play. Um, I am allowed to players over the age of 20. But I can guarantee there will be no 30-year-olds playing tomorrow. I think it will be minimal over the age of 20. My two experienced players will be. So we're going to see a Keith Lasley or anything putting the boots on. No, no. Unfortunately, we played a staff game last week, and Keith will definitely not be in the squad. I can guarantee that. <laughs> but it'll be good, Gordon. You know, we're totally looking forward to it. Good stuff, Stephen. Well, we wish you well. It's certainly it's a fascinating one, Hugh. If you always yeah. talk about you know sort of levels and where players are at, we wish Stephen well, and we'll say goodbye to him for now. So you you know, models under 20s against. The first team of, of Ross County That'll yeah. be interesting to see Because it's a Ross County side By the way Who's going well Well I think uh, If Motherwell Colts Win this competition There must be a big job In it for Craggs <laughs> He's actually yeah. gone he, is, he didn't have to say that I, 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 he'll, he'll be listening. I think you'll learn a lot Tomorrow about oh, yeah. kids It's already right, 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 doing well test. Just going there Yeah absolutely right, Can listen. you handle Playing against a decent side there You know I think you'll learn An awful lot from he, the young Ian players. Fitzpatrick's not as sure Though from, from his perspective He says the Challenge Cup Is now a nonsense Because it's a cha- it was a chance For lower league teams To win a cup Now it's pandering To bigger teams Anytime my team Has been drawn has drawn a Colts team They reciprocate with the youth players And then still charge the fans The same cost Totally ruined He says What about this question Sent right. in by John Clark Since 2000 uh, You can play along on Twitter I can see a few of you Third frame has got a couple of the answers right. He's adding more as we go Let me just read the question If anyone missed it Hugh Since 2000 10 players have Won the Scottish Cup And then went on to manage In Scotland's top flight Guys like Jackie McNamara Who else? Neil Lennon Yes Stephen Presley Yes oh, I've got him written down Paul Hartley Alright give Derek a shot No I was oh. going to see Alan Johnston But that's maybe nope. a bit much Robbie Nielsen Okay That's a good That's a, a good start One, two, three, four, five. So you're actually Halfway there Not Jim Goodwin though mm, No okay. He's not managed In the top flight yet So And caretaker oh, managers Oh you mean, you mean in, yeah, the yeah. Pre- in your premiership yeah, the top yeah. flight. Uh, I mean just top flight Football in Scotland no, no. Paul Lambert Yes I think you're short off I think you might have to Slow you down for once Paul Lambert Neil Lennon Jackie McNamara Paul Hartley Stephen Presley We'll get the other four answers Hopefully uh, Between now And the end of the show 0141 9511025 There is still Plenty of time For you to get involved And you Tweet At Clyde SSB Um, Carlos Is a Rangers fan From Air uh, he's another one who's given us the the slow run up puke even so I don't know if it's ah. I don't know if it's my computer screen that's taking the Friday well, he's just night off. Along, he's just getting oh, along the beach here there. He's coming up. He's coming up for the shows. Here we go. Yeah, um, no, he's, he's definitely he's, he's keeping us waiting too long. This is live radio, Hugh Keevan So you have to pad when these things happen. I'm just well. looking at, at Twitter. Token Jester likes he likes to play along with the teaser. He's got one, two, three, four, five in that tweet, and he's got oh, well done. He's got two that you don't have actually. Oh. So that is interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, Carlos with us, you? Nah. You got any, Derek? No, I'm still thinking. Right, so we've got McNamara, Lambert, Lennon, Presley, Hartley, Nielsen. Give me your. Oh, tell you what, right right on cue, Carlos has joined us. Carlos is a Rangers fan from Air. What's your point tonight, Carlos? How you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, Hi, good, thanks. How you doing? Uh, my first point, I've actually got two points. Uh, I said to the boy beforehand, uh, yeah, obviously I hadn't thought of it beforehand, but I'll tell you the first one. First one is. There's a top striker in this country just now 
uh, young boy, he scored 52 goals in 50 games, uh, named Lawrence Shanklin, uh, and he's not even been considered for the Scotland team, which I think is, uh, it would be a no-brainer for me to at least try him. You know what I mean? Well, we're trying to qualify. Well, like a lot, carry on, Carlos. I just, just wanted to know what your views would be on Lawrence Shanklin, obviously, getting a chance. You know, he's he, fantastic story uh, at Air United. Um, but we're trying to qualify for a competition, a major competition yeah. for the first time in 20 years. Now, you know how it works in this country, Carlos. You're a, a daily observer of yeah. Scottish football. If Alec McLeish puts in a player from our championship, then the vast majority slaughter him for doing that. That's why he's going for players like John Fleck, who, uh, yeah, I don't ha- understand that, yeah. you know, who have been with Rangers and gone down to England and you know they're playing at a very high standard in England Uh, but Lauren Shanklin with the greatest will in the world if Alec had picked him then he would have been ridiculed I mean Dobie's the same Queen yeah. of the South, isn't he? People that score right. goals at that level, mm. and even our great friend up in Peterhead, who will keep well, saying he's League Two now, though, isn't he? Rory saying, McAllister, that's he a bit different. Sport. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying that some, somebody scores goals at right. the level they're at. What do you think, Carlos? Nah, I, I don't know. Uh, but I know that he's been he's been touted by a couple of like good teams down south as well, and I think he's actually been touted by Rangers mm. as well. So if he's good enough to come to these teams, I think he's good enough to score goals at any level. But I can't really. I don't think it's acceptable, obviously, to say that he can't score goals at a, different, a higher level when he's banging them in at the level he's at just now. Well, to be to be fair, he's played at a higher level and never really done it. It was a bit younger though, about. wasn't he? This is him in the but, form but of his a, life now. But, um, yeah, um, Hugh. I suppose the other thing would be, I, I can almost see your answer coming, so I'll, I'll preempt it. You know, the. We've got one priority, one priority only really is, is to, to win games right yeah. now and uh-huh. focus on qualifying. If we could afford though to, to maybe just take a step back and look at a, a bigger picture, would it be worthwhile even bringing guys like him, and I'm not saying him specifically, into the squad to, to, to train in that environment with a view yeah, to what happens uh, down the line yeah, even? Sure, I, I'd have no objection to that whatsoever. If he was brought along to Hamden uh, prior to the, the game with Israel, uh, and trained with the, the, the squad Fine But mm. The bottom line If Alec McLeish Doesn't win these two games Or to put it another way If Alec McLeish Lost both of those games He'd no longer be Scotland manager yeah. Because the country Would demand That he lose his job So he's not going to Take a risk yeah. On Lauren Shanklin With the greatest respect yeah. Decent suggestion though. Thank you to Carlos The Rangers fan from Air uh, Listen to this Kids Mission Christmas in partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington, caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Hugh Kevens has undoubtedly started his Christmas shopping already. The time is fast approaching. Uh, he'll be surrounded by all the grandkids, many of his will. It's generally a time for bringing all our family and friends together. But, folks, there is a harsh reality that for thousands of children right here on our doorstep, It is just another day. With your support, we've managed to fund over 19,000 breakfasts which have given children from some of the most disadvantaged areas the best possible start to the day. Imagine that. I think we all take breakfast for granted. That's not the case for some of these children. You can help this Christmas by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Uh, Let's hear from... uh, 
where your money goes. One of those involved is the Crookston Community Group. They're a food share organisation, helps battle food poverty in this area. Nazreen from the group explains that the need is uh, actually ever increasing in this day and age. We've found over the years we're giving out more and more food parcels each day, whereas before it would be each week. This is the first time for us where Cash for Kids giving us that money allowed us to actually feed children. And they came from everywhere. It was not just the hunger side of it, it was the emotional side of it, it's isolation side of it. There's so many different other issues that were being dealt with at the same time. You can help Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington to donate £5. Text the word Clyde to 70808. That's Clyde to 70808. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here. It's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and there's still work to be done on John Clark's teaser since 2000. 10 players have won the Scottish Cup and then went on to manage in Scotland's top flight. Caretaker managers don't count. And the only thing I will say, this won't make any difference to you two, but I'll say it anyway because people out there may be wondering, there's someone on the list who I don't think he played in said Scottish Cup final. But he still goes down as a, a winner. I think he's still got a medal. don't think he played in the final. He was on the bench But didn't get on I don't think this will affect you To be honest But it's just a, it's just something worth noting So, so far you've got Paul Lambert Neil Lennon Jackie McNamara Paul Hartley And Stephen Presley You've got four to get Any, any even Even just throw some guesses We can We can think about it together No But what's your train of thought then? Well my train of thought is that Martin O'Neill comes into Celtic in 2000 uh-huh. And and Dick Advocates at Rangers right. okay. So my train of thought is that the four remaining All played for Celtic or Rangers Do you know what? You're actually correct right. Yeah, you've, you've eliminated all the other ones somehow These guys did win the cup for Celtic or Rangers since 2000 Yeah, And then went on to manage To in help the, well, Again, I'm not sure this will help league, you In the top league in Scotland None of them are currently managing in the top league in Scotland. That's not to say they, they weren't relatively recently, but none of them currently manage in Scotland's top flight. In fact, they're all quite recent. <sighs> uh, Hugh, there's a question on Twitter. Um, and it was, if I can just find it, Brian. He says, do you think at the moment this is the lowest ebb in Scottish international football history? Embarrassingly scraping around For players who would never In their wildest dreams Expect a call up Asks Brian uh, I don't think it's Right to say You know Players who would never In their wildest dreams Expect a call up You know Stephen Fletcher Has been there before So you earn the right You earn the right To get called up He's brought back yeah. Because of emergency circumstances But I'm tempted To go along with the argument For this reason It's the cumulative effect Of 20 years Of non-success Leading to A point where we are suspicious of yeah. certain players because we believe that the attraction of playing for Scotland, the lure of playing for Scotland, mm-hmm. has started to diminish for some people. But is that just based on the logic that the 20th year is worse than the 19th, which was worse than the 18th and so on? Because from memory, when you go, especially if the accusation is about players that were calling up as if it's done with a scattergun, within that last 20 years, we have made far... Stranger call-ups than, than what's happening at the moment Yeah But yeah. you know 
when you're drawing 2-2 with the Faroe Islands in yeah, top well, that's, tier that's my point then it it's part it's of the way it's not as bad as that is it it's part of the way through the journey the 20 year journey uh, now that it is 20 years the, the kind of watershed moment the moment where you pause for reflection it feels like the lowest ebb yeah. because it's been 20 years and because the talent that we had when we left France in 98 has declined in 2018 uh, and it feels like the lowest ebb you know, you know how you can judge it Hugh is, is by the, the amount of Scotland fans that actually turn up at the games mm-hmm I mean, you look at the last half a dozen games, even you know, in, I mean, games at Hamden where you're normally, e- even if it's a bad night, you're getting thirty-five, maybe forty thousand. We're getting under twenty thousand oh. for games that mean things, you know. So that that Scotland support that we had and they were fantastic. The, the, the vicious, even they're starting to think, why why do we bother coming? Because we don't have a side to watch. The vicious circle that we are in is that we've been unsuccessful for too long. It will take success to bring back. The cliche that was the Hamden roar, and we don't at the moment appear to have the players to bring it back. Yeah. Any more on the teaser? Oh, this is annoying me now. Recently managed in the top flight, but no longer. Who got the jotters recently? That is the question now. Um, Alan Stubbs. Yes. Oh. And that was the one I said. I don't think he played in the final. Should be three to get. Who else has had their jotters in the top flight this season? This season? Oh, I'm not giving away another clue. <laughs> <laughs> you need it though, you need it. I know. This season. Uh... Rangers winger, Hearts player as well, he was. He managed one of the Tayside clubs. Oh, come on, you two. Oh. Who's the Dundee manager at the moment? Uh, Neil McCann Neil Neil McCann's the answer Right, uh, quickly let's squeeze in one more call Sharon is in the East End What's your point tonight Sharon? Hi, Uh, I'm just calling in to uh, make a play for the the players and the calling off and how loyalty goes both ways Um, I'm a family member of a player don't want to mention his name because I don't have permission to (laughs) Fair enough Um, I'm going to guess who it is and, And so... He's a prominent player, right? Uh, tipped to be the next captain after Scott Brown left. Um, suffered injury and came back to the team. And when he went away, the last time Scotland went away, his cousin, who is who I'm related to, yep. died. Mm-hmm. Five days later, her brother died. His son's birthday was at the same time. And every family member says to him, you need to go with the team, you need to go with the team, you need to get your place back. And he went and sat on the bench whilst his two cousins were getting buried and his son was having a birthday. Tell me how that doesn't just happen to you. Yeah, listen, and people can make their own... uh sort of estimations as to, to who Sharon's mm. talking about I think mm. many people might know um, but that maybe, maybe it is easy for us to ignore the, the personal element and not not just us fans people looking from the outside it's, you know it's the old saying about you don't know what's going on behind closed doors if someone presented a family bereavement one family bereavement never mind two 
If someone presented one family bereavement to me as Scotland manager uh, and said, I, I can't play for that reason, I would say absolutely correct. Family comes first. You'll be back for other internationals. So if it's a family bereavement, absolutely correct that you sit that out. Uh, if it's your child's birthday, uh, then you know all working men and women have on occasion, on occasion, on occasion. Hold on, I think Sharon's talking about the, the, the combination of them yeah, all here rather everything. than yeah. just a birthday. Yeah. Well, as I say, family bereavement is. 100% an allowable excuse for not being anywhere near the squad Family first, absolutely I I, I absolutely. travelled eight hours yesterday to, to be at a funeral in the, the Western Highlands And I understand the power of bereavement So that is an allowable excuse Thank you to Sharon in the East End uh, We really have to move on We're really out of time And you've got two to get still no, on the teaser Scoobies. Right, Both former Rangers players what if I told you one was no longer managing in the top flight, but he is still playing in the top flight? Oh, oh Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, yeah. Uh-huh. Of course. And the other one, former Rangers player, managed Kilmarnock. Oh. Lee McCullough. Yes. Oh, You've done it. Well done. Uh, thank you to Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson. Thanks for all the calls and tweets, and thanks for listening. We're back on Monday night, six o'clock. Hugh Evans is here. I'll be here with Alex Ray. GBX Fridays up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.